Welcome back to the conversations where we discover again and again where there's a will, there's a way, and where we learn how entrepreneurs around the world are creating a great life for everyone in the company. Well, welcome to another great uh, conversation with uh, a wonderful CEO from Arkansas, who is the CEO of Explainify. And remember, wherever there's a will, there's a way. And what we're talking about is how to make it a great life for every employee in the company. So welcome, Eric Hinson. Thanks, Will. Pleasure to be here. So Eric, tell us a little bit about Explainify. Yeah, so I like to say businesses have something to say, but it never really comes out right. And so their messaging is usually complex or it's covered in jargon. And so what we do is create compelling animated videos that explain things so that it's really easy to understand for your audience to understand and for them to engage in your business or product. We focus primarily on enterprise technology, software, medical, and healthcare. All right, so how, how long have you been in business? 10 years now. My wife and I started it at our kitchen table 10 years ago this January. So uh, 10 years and a couple months. So so how has uh, EOS, uh, uh, taking on EOS as an operating system for your company, what was it like before and what is it like now? You know, it was a whole new experience getting into business. Um, that was my first venture. Um, it was chaotic. It was unstructured. Um, you know, we we had done pretty well. We kind of entered a blue ocean market um, with explainer videos being the fifth to market in this niche. But we kind of hit a ceiling on growth at a certain point after the blue ocean started to dry up a little bit and it became a more commodity market. So we hit this ceiling and uh, you know, I ultimately became tired of running daily operations. It had been nine or so years and we brought you in and we've been through so many ups and downs and there's just a lot of growing pains involved when you expand and you expand as quickly as we did. And you know, if I'm honest, I, I didn't know how to break through and grow properly. I, I um, really developed my leadership abilities, uh, working with leadership coaches and a number of things like that. I care a lot about the people, but I always struggled with the 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 what, the the how it gets done, the how it gets managed. And so, you know, I was bought into EOS. I had read traction. I kind of hacked it together, created an EOS light version, and it was really a bad idea. <laughs> and uh, I, I couldn't get other people in, uh, in on the, the vision, it, uh, not the vision of the company, but the vision of EOS. I couldn't, I couldn't explain it because I had messed it up so much that it wasn't recognizable. And honestly, I didn't have necessarily the right people in the right seats. And I one, most importantly, didn't have an integrator, someone that could understand that role specifically and and my vision and and take it and and you know take it to the moon. So that was the big thing. You know, I think I clearly knew what I wanted inside, but like most visionaries, it was in my head. I couldn't simplify it. I couldn't get it organized on one sheet and uh you know, it was a little bit of a struggle. So what would you say about how business is running now? It's running great. Within the first quarter of working with you, we started to build a leadership team out. Uh, we brought in an integrator uh, and the head of production um, just after that first quarter meeting. And so it's gotten us all on the same page. We're kind of rowing in the same direction. It really, going back to that clarity and, and organizing of the vision, you know, I had 20-something documents. I'm a fact finder. I like to, to do a lot of research. I like to dig in. I like to have a lot of documents. I like to have a lot of versions of things just in case I want to go back. It's ridiculous. 
So I had 20 plus documents of vision and goals and all this, and it simplified it to one page with the VTO. Um, it's brought a lot of order and structure to the hundreds of challenges that we have day to day. It's a lot more manageable. Um, you know, I'm not doing the day-to-day management anymore. I do have a great integrator that's doing that. But even then, I've been in that seat for a long time, and I know that those challenges and everybody coming at you, it, it's hard to keep people accountable. It's hard to keep that structure without the system. And so EOS has been that system for us. Well, that's super. That's super. So yeah. So tell me how, <clears throat> how has the EOS life impacted you? Oh, and in a number of ways. Um, you know, I have three kids under five, five, three, and one. So it's crazy at home. Um, my wife has noticed my sanity come back to me. Um, I've been reinvigorated. I'm playing with my kids. We, we fly RC airplanes or drive trucks around. Um, not, not full-size ones most of the time. It's usually just an RC one. But really intentional time with my kids, uh, riding dirt bikes with my friends. I get to read books and do different hobbies that I enjoy. Um, but it's been great to just have my company sort of a, a self-managing company, one that kind of runs on its own. I get to be involved as much or as little as I want. And um, it's it's just an exciting thing to watch it grow and not my hands all over it like it used to be. So you're only doing things that you love doing, right? Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> I am uh, I'm at the high level. Yes, I am. I'm, I'm starting a new company. And with that, you, you start to, you know, with cash strapped startup, you, you do some things that you don't want to necessarily do in the end, but you're doing them for the greater good. And so at a high level, yes, I am getting to do the things that I want. I'm getting to not focus on Explainify as much and focus on uh, the new entity, uh, which needs my attention more than Explainify needs me at the moment. Uh Uh-huh. And and you're working with people that you love. Yes. Yes. The team is amazing. We've got a great leadership team. We've got a great potential um, leadership candidates coming up as well. Um, Some great team leaders running the team. We've grown the team dramatically through this EOS process, getting the understanding of the right people, right seats, putting them in there. And um, that's been wonderful. And yeah, every day it's just, it's, they all match our core values. They all pass our our thorough onboarding and um, job application process and, and and review. And you know, you get the you get great people and the right people. You get them in the right seas, and yeah, you, you you get to love them. It's awesome. Wow. Well, and now, how do you see that you're making a great contribution? How are you making the world a better place? Uh, a number of things. I mean, we're. Our purpose is to be a workplace where people and ideas flourish. And I think of people as human beings first, then human doings. And so I've always approached, you know, people from the development of the whole self. You know, I want to motivate people to self-improvement and inspire them that a small business can be a tool for personal growth. And and there's a world bigger than just being an employee. And so first and foremost, it's that explain a fam. You know, they're they're team members. They're not employees. They're our family. We call it the explain a fam out of Explainify, which, you know, obviously makes sense. So, you know, that, that's been a big piece of it. Um, and then, you know, it's just a very enjoyable place to work. People are trusted and loved and cared for. And, you know, they're, they're, we don't shy away from some of the, you know, more serious conversations and things, you know, death in the family and these sorts of things. We try to support people through that. Um, something I'm really proud of and probably never really told anybody outside of the team 
as we've been able to give close to a million dollars to charities that I personally believe in. We've had a lot of success. Um, and, you know, it's it's just a great, uh, great way to contribute. Well, that's wonderful. Now, I, now how how are how, how how would you say that you are? Are you being compensated appropriately right now? Yes, I think so. I am being compensated, and I think our team is being compensated appropriately as well. We we pay fair market comp plans. We have four hundred one k healthcare, um, all those benefits, um, and then the thing that's required now that we've been doing forever is really that that life balance. You know that flexibility. We let people go to the doctor, and they've got families and kids pop up on screens, and you know there's just the reality of the world that the pandemic forced on everybody, but we were kind of already living that, that life anyway. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, kind of that, that sort of approach. Uh, yeah. I think compensation is, you know, we could always improve on it. Um, everybody can, but I, I feel like we're doing a really good job. Everybody seems pretty happy. And, you know, if they, they want to create more value than, and it's measurable, then, you know, they can, they can work on that too. So yeah, we, we can always do more. And uh, how about how about uh, having plenty of time left over for their their other passions? How do you how do you help them to see that business is not a a full court press all the time? Yeah, that's a hard one. Um, I mean, I think traditionally business is a full court press thing, and the culture tells you that you know everybody's an asset, and so um, yes, they're assets, but not in the sense of the the you know the nastiness of that word it's like they're not just a they're not just a resource you know they're like i said they're human beings um and and they have lives and everything that we do and the way that we can affect their day affects when they go home and how they interact with their partner and and that and their kids and that sort of thing so i i think about that um but to answer your question specifically we're very flexible with remote work um so you know people are exploring different projects and um, we have one guy that's um making candles and selling them on etsy and uh-huh. you know that's something that's just he's interested in we we know their interests and their passions you know we've got people that cook we've got people that work on cars we've got people that bake bread um one of my leaders is really into fountain pens and collecting those interesting hobby uh uh it, they're pretty cool um artwork you know people that work out um obsessively you know that that's what they're into like we discussed those things in our meetings and sometimes we even, you know, gift around them. We had one, uh, one person who graduated out of our organization on really great terms. We celebrated them and, you know, they were going to cooking school. And so we bought them a set of chef knives, you know, stuff like that. We, we, we are aware of these passions and things we can do better. We can do better. I would love to do better. Um, but it is, it is sort of a scary thing transitioning from that old way to this new way. It's it's still you know we're a work in progress. Sure, and you said a, a lot of your your people work remotely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost everybody works remotely. Um, everybody can work remotely, but we have a couple people here in Northwest Arkansas that are actually here, and they like to come into the office a few days a week. But most of the time, they're remote. And now you have you have teams in other countries, right? Yeah, we have teams all over the world, uh, multiple countries. Um, that are represented, and uh, but most of our team is is in the United States. Okay, right. So, what have been some of the most exciting parts of uh, uh, of what you've done for companies with with your videos? Oh man, 
We've done so many cool things. Um, one of my favorite ones was something I sold seven or so years ago. Uh, General Electric, GE, you know, the big name came to us and said, hey, we want to do this video for Egypt. And we're like, okay, well, like it's a project for something, some business or business unit in Egypt. And I found out it's actually for Egypt, the country. It was like this big like kingdom announcement to the whole you know, uh, territory to the president and everybody was there, whatever the president's called there, um, was there. And, and it was a big announcement announcing, uh, this, this big energy deal. Um, and we got to make a video kind of describing that and explaining that in multiple languages. And that was just a really cool one. Um, we've done a lot of, um, just cool technologies. I think we, we've made a big difference in, in technology. We work with American Red Cross a lot, um, explain, you know, to the layperson, kind of what platelets are and, and what sort of things there are and help them onboard when they come and, and feel comfortable um, feel comfortable uh, going through the process, which could be sometimes unsettling. Same with medical. And you know, there's a lot of unsettling, um, you know, when you find out you had cancer, sometimes the doctor just gives you a brochure. Well, you know, their they're, they're bedside manner is not very great most of the time. And uh, so, you know, videos help kind of alleviate and sort of stair-step you to uh, understanding, kind of getting informed um, about the procedures and things that you're going to be going through. So so you are really being creative about how you communicate these important things. Yes, communication is key in all areas of life, um, especially in sort of sales-type uh, interactions like these videos use, are used for. So how do you see the, the future of video well, it's going short form. I mean, everybody's attention spans are shortening for sure. So video is going short form. You're seeing it all over LinkedIn and Facebook and Snapchat and whatever else there is, um, those, those little social media platforms that the kids are using these days. And uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not huge on personally on those platforms. I just, I'm already becoming old and you know, thinking about being a grandparent, which I'm way far away from, but <laughs> I'm just an old soul. So uh you know, I've, I've said those kids these days, that's how I'm kind of referring to it. But um, yeah, it's going short form. You know, even even you know any of us would, would recognize that just going through social. You don't have attention spans. You know, people are going short. Um, you're also seeing interactive videos, people that, you know, videos that people can, can work through. They can buy through that sort of thing. Um, that's some of the future of video. Ah, so, so, so more links in a video. Yes, links directly to the product you're seeing or directly to a process that's being explained or something like that. There's there's interactivity with the video versus just um, it's just a standard video you're just staring at and watching and, you know, absorbing. What do you see about the technology around uh, a video creation? Technology is advancing. I mean, marketing, it's most of the space we kind of live in with video and with communications and that that's all in sort of the digital marketing space. And so digital marketing is one of the fastest growing segments um, of of anything. I feel like it's just it's just going it's blowing up like crazy. And so, you know, you're seeing um, analytics platforms, you're seeing data around videos, uh, how, how long people are watching you know, when they're dropping off, how they're engaging with content. Um, I mean, looking at, uh, maybe think of, um, you know, with the pandemic, we all switched to Zoom and and kind of being remote and you have all this content. You have lots and lots of content being produced and you have lots of interactions on video. So technology is just 
exponentially growing, you're going to see more and more advances um, in the marketing space. You're going to see more and more advances in just the the communication space, like Zoom and uh, and Loom. For some reason, they rhymed the companies that are sort of rivals. Um, Vidyard, Video, Vimeo. There's a lot of technology that's being built uh, around these uh, kind of existing platforms, but there's also incumbents coming in and trying to take over. Huh. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Well, well, who who would should be talking to you about video? What would they be feeling? Yeah, they're feeling the need to differentiate in a crowded marketplace. Um, they're, they're looking at how do we get more revenue? How do we close more deals? How do we shorten the sales cycle? You know, how do we educate on our brand? How do we get people aware? So it's you know, brand awareness, legitimacy, revenue generation, those sorts of things. But I, I like to think the core is sort of, we want to be different than our competitor. We want to look different. We want to stand out. We want people to understand what we do. Those people. So when a company comes to you, what what is the process that you use to engage them? Yeah, so we have a, a trademark process called frustration-free process. And they, they work through the entire process, starting from a sales call, helping us to understand what, what it is that they do, what makes them unique in the market. We have a series of questions and stuff that we go through to, to get through that. And then we do a kickoff presentation, a kickoff call, where we kind of further cement the idea and understanding about what they want to accomplish. From there, we go back and behind the scenes, we work on a script that kind of meets that objective, that mission objective. We have a script, we, we give it to them to review. We have a couple of rounds of feedback. We get it solid. And then from there, we work on storyboards, um, which are just kind of hand sketched or digitally sketched, um, kind of almost like comic strip examples, just something frame by frame so they can see um, how the video will come together. Then we give a color pass on that. We do a color version of a few of those frames and make sure that they understand what the video will ultimately look like. It's not just a hand-drawn. It's like, here's a full frame, what this video will look like. And then we, we go away for a few weeks. Uh, we put it all together. This is kind of a painstaking process. I This is my background as animation. So you take thousands and thousands of layers, digital file layers in Photoshop or Illustrator or whichever platform, and you start to animate those. You start to bring those to life. You, 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 know, you make a shoulder connect to an elbow and an elbow connect to a wrist and those sorts of things. And then you move things around and it's painstaking. You can do about um, 10 seconds a day of animation. So it's, it's pretty considerable. Um, there are tools and rigs and stuff that make it a little bit faster these days. Um, but when I was doing it 10 years ago, that's, that's how we did it. That's how Explainify started. Um, very painful process. But then we, we put it all together um, and we share these along the way. It's not just a, hey, give us your money and we'll come back to you in eight weeks kind of thing. It's we'll share these things along the way. We'll work on it. We'll iterate it. We'll get it perfect. It'll match your message and your position and your objective perfectly. And then we put music on it to cap it off, some sound effects. And then it's about a six to eight week process. We, we give you the final video. You use it for you know your website. You use it for revenue generation. You use it for lead campaigns or landing pages or an event. Um, and you can use it on, on mobile or desktop or whatever. So, so tell me how you got into animation. Yeah, so I was a, a video production major at Oklahoma State University, and I was 
uh, running around with the camera, shooting stuff. I worked for Red Bull and, you know, a few other um, kind of freelance gigs shooting video and got really into video production. Um, uh, did that, a lot of that, and, and got really good at it. And then I wanted to up my skills. And so I knew I needed to do motion graphics, which is basically animation. So I started to just learn uh, animation on my own. There's a few sites. There's YouTube videos. Actually, there's pre-YouTube. Uh, there's a few sites that hosted videos that explained how to use a program called Adobe After Effects. And so I got to learn how to use that over time. My school had it on the computers. I had to get permission to unlock it because for some reason they didn't know what it was and it was locked. <laughs> I entered a um, I entered a, an, an ed- editing contest that Red Bull had with Ryan Schreckler, who was a pro skateboarder at the time. And uh, I-, I wanted to make my video cooler, so I started learning After Effects, um, added a bunch of graphics and things, and ended up getting third place and free Red Bull for like three years. So <laughs> it would just show up on my doorstep. And man, I drank a lot of Red Bull in college. It was crazy. Um, and then I went and got a job after college. I had this great portfolio. I got an amazing job at an advertising agency in Arkansas. Really fast-growing, small agency. Um, really surprised me that it was in Arkansas. I think it surprises a lot of people. Uh, they won Ad Agency, Small Agency of the Year, and we got to make a cool video about that using some of my animation skills. And, um, you know, just they gave me the opportunity to... I said, hey, I, I want to go learn how to, to do this better. And so they gave me... I don't know, a few months to really sit down and, and learn it. Um, otherwise, I think I wouldn't have had a job because they they didn't know what to do with me. <laughs> so um, they, knew that, they knew they wanted to do a documentary or something around the company. But, you know, uh, you have an, an agency with mostly a lot of digital developers who sit in a room, a dark room with their hoods up and, you know, are coding and they're very uncomfortable on camera. So I try to shoot some interviews with them and it was just awkward and all my stuff was turning out not so great. And so yeah. I kind of saw the writing on the wall and said, Hey, I want to learn how to do this animation. I think it could be helpful. I'm not sure where. And then people started coming to me as I educated them in the company on what I did and what I was capable of. And so I had strategy teams coming and then I had business development teams coming and, you know, we would um, end up making a video that kind of, I think the claim to fame that I had there was uh, Sam's club. You know, this was 15 years ago. Sam's Club didn't have a self-checkout. The iPhone was barely out, you know, on the market. And so no one was thinking about how do I check out in the back of the store? How do I go scan items as I go and check out, you know? And so I got to make a video describing the future of Sam's Club uh, 15 years ago. And and now you're seeing that future right now. That company built the technology and made it happen. And we got to show board members and executives at Sam's Club how the hell we were going to pull it off and what it was going to look like. They got them excited. So we ended up winning multiple millions of dollars of deals and I became very busy, built a video production team and uh, basically decided, you know, I want to do this on my own. Like any good entrepreneur, like I, I could do this better and make more money. <laughs> Why is my boss making all the money? And so yeah. I left and, uh, and yeah, I started animating on my own and quickly realized I wanted to do the business side more than I wanted to do the animation and that there would always be better creative people. And uh-huh. so I kind of got out of that game and just focused on on running the company. A real sense of delegate and elevate, huh? I guess so, yeah. Yeah, well, that's wonderful. So <laughs> so uh, uh, tell us a little bit about this new, uh, this new uh, company that you're working on. 
Yeah, thanks for asking. So it's called Parable, and what we're doing is helping capture your parents' and grandparents' stories uh, for your family to keep forever. We're creating these beautiful mini-documentaries. We, we've talked to so many people, whether it's a you know, 40-year-old um, executive at a company um, or a um, 65, 70-year-old you know, person that's gained a lot of wisdom and is sort of on the other end of their career having grandkids and stuff. There's so many beautiful stories in this world. People are doing amazing things. As you know, Will, you talk to these people too. It's like there's so much wisdom that's just going to get lost if we don't capture these stories. And so, you know, I, I take that as a very serious mandate to try to capture those stories. And so we're, we're helping. We could have a pretty frustration-free process to, to make it easy to capture those stories on video uh, we have chaptered video online, private pages that you can do for your families. And uh, just a really cool, unique thing that um, that I'm really excited about. And, you know, it plays well into I've built a creative services company. I've built a video company. And, uh, you know, I care deeply about people. So I've put the two together. And that's kind of a, a passion project that I'm starting right now. And we've got a few people on board that are really excited. And it's starting to to grow pretty quickly. What what are what are some of the uh, great s- stories that you've you've heard people tell? One of my favorite stories is is John. Um, I'll just call him John for now. I won't say his last name in case he doesn't want me to. A lot of this is private. So um, John, you know, he was this young gun, you know, typical entrepreneur business guy, and he's like. I'm not stopping until I get to a million dollars in the bank. I'm not, I'm not going to date. I'm not going to get married. I'm not going to do anything. And he met this beautiful woman named Karen at a bank. And she was the teller. And he, he just kind of started to get into her as he's transacting, as he's giving money to her every once in a while. And um, he starts to kind of, he gets invited to a, a, a double date and hangs out with her and just really falls in love. And he's, he's so intrigued by this woman. And um, and what she wants to accomplish in this world. And, and he hangs out with her a lot and starts to date her and it progresses. And, you know, it's like, it's about time to start popping the question or something. And so she, she kind of pushes him and says, Hey, you, you like, let's get married. And he's like, I'm not getting married until I get a million dollars in the bank. And this was <laughs> like, he was dead set on this. And, uh, and, and, and he's just telling it with all this, like, it's funny because people go back to their, to their younger self in their mind. And they, they get to relive these cool moments, these cool stories. And, you know, I was like, Hey, have you, have you ever named this moment? Have you ever made this kind of an asset for your family to know this story? He's like, I don't think that family knows this story. And I said, let's, let's flesh this out. And so, you know, uh, anyways, he, he got married and he's like, I, I can't believe I almost passed up this, this amazing thing, this amazing yeah. woman that, created these amazing kids for me that, that, you know, now have my own uh, creating grandkids for me. It's like, I could have passed this up for a million bucks. Like how stupid was I? (laughs) And so it's, it's wisdom. It's these stories that are so interesting that made families and shaped people um, that I think are just fascinating and need to be, need to be documented. So what happens to the stories after, after you edit them? Yeah, we edit them together. So we right now we're capturing about three minutes, three minutes, three hours of footage. We're sitting down and interviewing them. We work behind this. Uh, we work previously to the to actual sitting down with them. We work to help uh, correlate. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, 
work out the story, right? We work out the story, work out the narrative of the of the person. Uh, what do you want to cover? Do you want to, you know, do you want to avoid more of the childhood stuff? Do you want to spend a lot of time on your grandparents? Like, figure out what you want to cover in those three hours. And then we sit down for three hours, we interview them. And the output is, you know, once we get rid of the the breaks and the pauses and, and the ums and ahs, it's about two to two and a half hours, uh, a documentary. And then we put um, pictures, childhood pictures, um, pictures of their kids, all that stuff, whatever correlates with the story. We put B-roll footage, family, family footage, whatever on top and create this beautiful mini documentary. It's about two, two hours, two and a half hours. And then we uh-huh. post it on a private password protected page for the family. Oh. Uh, and we, we, um, we create a digital, not a digital, uh, an actual physical keepsake, uh, like three by six poster of their, their life timeline. And that's a cool oh. part of the process is they get to see, they get to go back and like really map out what their whole life looked like. And it's just a cathartic experience. People are blown away by the process of just <laughs> referencing that. They, they start to really know more about who they are. And I just think it's a beautiful thing to pass down to their kids and, and grandkids and it'll be cherished forever. And so um, the output is, is the video. It's the, the page the video lives on. It's this keepsake um, as well. And then we do some shorter versions for people that, you know, like I said, have attention span issues. <laughs> Not everybody <laughs> wants to sit around and watch a two and a half hours, but I guarantee you they will once they pass. I yeah. guarantee you they're going to want to watch every second of that. So we give them the whole yeah. raw footage as well. Wow. Well, and it sounds to me like this is something you really love doing. I love it. I yeah. love it. I love the startup phase. I really, I didn't know how much I missed the startup phase having not been in it for so long. There's just so much rapid ideation and connecting with people and networking and, you know, just sort of living in my unique ability a little bit more. You know, you don't, you don't realize what you miss until you, <laughs> I don't know the phrase, <laughs> what's the phrase, until, until it's gone or something like that. But anyways, it came back to me and it, and it, it just was, it was beautiful. It's been beautiful. And I, I'm, I'm so happy and, you know, Explainify is running smoothly because I have an integrator, I have a leadership team, and I'm able to focus on that right now. So in a sense, you could get to the place where this new venture becomes <clears throat> as organized as Explainify is right now, and then you would want to go on to a third one. Yeah, that's kind of the hope. I mean, when I first started Explainify, I never, one, I never thought I'd be an entrepreneur. I never thought that would happen. Um, And then became one and loved it. And then I never thought I'd leave. And then there came a time where it kind of made sense. And with this one, I'm kind of in that early stage where I'm like, I'm never going to leave because this is so exciting and I can't imagine not talking to, to these people and doing all this. But things change. I, and I've, you know, I've got some of that wisdom now. I've got some of those, those road years on my life and, and kind of know, you know, things change. So I can't say that. But, yeah, I think I, I would like to be more of a serial entrepreneur and, and start more things and maybe, maybe help other people, younger people or something to – to get started, you know, if they're afraid to to start or or whatever. So, I don't know yeah, what's next, but but right now, yeah, I'm going to be. We're already talking EOS language. We're already building it around that sort of operational model, and uh-huh. uh, you know, even with just two or three people, it's right. it's going to be built around that because it's been so helpful. And I'd like to start from the beginning rather than Excellent. do it later. Excellent. Well, well, if somebody wanted to wanted to <clears throat> Talk more about 
explain the fight. How would they get in touch with you? Yeah, so they can email me, uh, eric at explainify.com. Would love to um, chat if if you you know looking for explainer videos to differentiate. Um, happy to help. If it's a parable, check out experienceparable.com. If the idea of making a beautiful documentary to capture your parents' stories or your grandparents' stories uh, for your family to keep forever resonates with you, I'd love to talk to you about that as well. And um, if you're thinking of EOS or just need clarity on what to do, man, I've had a lot of people help me along my journey, and I'm happy to give back. So reach out on LinkedIn. Eric Hinson um, would love to, to chat and help with you. So what would you what would you say to companies who have not heard about EOS or are thinking about using EOS? Do it. <laughs> um, don't try to do it yourself. I tried to do it myself, and it. And I'm a pretty smart guy, but um, and it's a pretty simple system. It's not that difficult. But when you're in the day to day, when you're when you're struggling and you're drowning, I mean, I, I felt like I was drowning a lot, and uh, you don't know where to turn. You don't know what to do. You know, there's a great system that uh, hundreds of thousands of people have benefited from, and and that company is growing extremely fast. So that's a sign of something working really well. So um, talk to talk to Will or talk to me or somebody and, and learn about it. And uh, it's a it's an amazing system. It'll it'll change your life. It really will. So just don't wait. Don't don't worry about the cost. Don't worry about all that. Just you can do it. Like it's gonna it's gonna reap so many benefits for you. So just, just do it. Well, that's great. Well, this is just another example of a great company that is doing great things, uh, using the entrepreneurial operating system to move forward and then freeing up people to do only what they love doing. And what a magnificent thing it is when somebody's actually freed up to use their unique ability. And, and with people that they love, but people we share the common core values can't help but making a huge difference in the world when, when our, our core values are there. We're doing what we love doing. And, and, and we know how to be compensated appropriately just to bring more value to the company in order to increase the compensation that I have. And then finally, taking seriously this whole idea of, of finding finding my other passions and, and taking care of my family and having time to do that. All of these things I think are just am- amazing. And I'm so glad to Eric, that, that you are seeing that in explainify and, and now beginning to do that also with, with parable. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for all your help. Well, it's been amazing. Well, it's just one more one more way of, of recognizing where there's a will, there's a way, and EOS can help you get that every time. So thanks a lot, Eric. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, it has been fun. Thank you. You have been listening to Where There's a Will, There's a Way with Will Christ. If anything resonated with you, you can find tools to help you and your leadership team create a great life for everyone in your company at willchrist.com. Come and join the conversation at willchrist.com.